Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's another AMA episode, that is, Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Evan from Toronto asks, My wife and I, along with our real estate partner, are looking to buy our first rental property in the Toronto area by the end of the year. We really like the Burr strategy, that's buy, renovate, rent, and refinance, but we have some questions since we've never used it before. Number one, what have you found is the best way to structure private lending? Number two, what are the top three things that can go wrong and how to avoid them? And number three, how do we find comps in smaller, more rural neighborhoods? Well, Evan, this is a great question. But before I answer your specific questions, I want to set the context so that you look at the opportunity the right way. You see, prices in Toronto are so high that it's almost impossible to charge enough rent to recoup your investment in a reasonable time frame. You end up tying up way too much cash in the equity of a home in order for the numbers to make any sense as a rental. So for that reason, the Burr strategy in Toronto doesn't work, at least in my opinion. The driver for housing in Toronto has been population growth. The city has added about 125,000 population a year and has only added about 35,000 new units of construction each year. The supply is not keeping pace with demand, which is why prices keep increasing. Commute times keep getting longer and the boundaries of the city keep expanding. When you're paying seven to $800,000 for a townhouse, it's hard to charge enough in rent to cover the cost of financing the project. The ratios are just simply out of whack. What is working in the Toronto market is to renovate with a sale to an end buyer as the exit strategy. You can go to lower density, more rural areas, but they're a long commuting distance from the core of the city. Low density also means low demand. There's so little developable land within commuting distance that the land is worth a lot of money. Construction is cheap by comparison. Again, I would not go into a rural area and I don't think the Burr strategy works in Toronto. But of course, the market is in a strange state right now with COVID-19 still affecting the market. We've had less immigration than normal this year, and we've got a lot less in foreign investment in the market. The key to buying a suitable property in Toronto is to buy at a sufficient discount, and number two, to add enough value. You see, in Toronto, the municipal development charges, what are called impact fees in many cities, are incredibly high. For a single-family home, depending on the area, you could be looking at a fee of $84,000. That's just to get your building permit, depending on the area in which you live. So two identical houses side-by-side could differ in cost by $84,000. One is a new house, meaning it's new construction, but it's a new addition to the city's inventory, and the second is replacing an existing house. So you've got an $84,000 head start on an existing home compared with a new home and you can do a lot of renovation for 84 grand. You could take a single story house, you could cut off the roof at a second level and more than double the value of the house without doubling the cost of the house. You want to see what's working in a given area and copy it. Toronto's not a city to be a hero and blaze a new trail on your own. That's a recipe for disaster. The other main challenge in Toronto is finding high-quality subcontractors and trades that are reasonably priced. The guys that are good are already busy for the next two, three years with existing projects. Tradespeople are in very high demand. 
and the contractors are often looking for smaller projects as gap fillers in order to keep their people busy. They have to keep their people busy or they'll lose them. Sometimes projects get delayed and the contractor needs to keep their people busy so they look for gap filler projects. But the flip side to that is when they get when those big projects come back online, it's hard to get people to actually work on your project. That can be a problem. And finally, you have to consider sales tax. There is sales tax on new construction homes in the province of Ontario, but not on the resale of existing houses. That adds another 13% to the cost of a new home in addition to the already exorbitant development charges. So you want to make sure that you don't renovate the house too much so that it's considered a new house and would have the sales tax applicable. You want to be treated as if you're reselling an existing house that's already paid the sales tax. Okay, so on to your questions. Number one, what's the best way to structure the private lending? This is pretty straightforward. You want to work with a mortgage broker and, of course, a lawyer to record a private mortgage This will fall under the regulations governing lending in the province, so you want to make sure you're working with a mortgage broker that is familiar with this particular area. Number two, what can go wrong? Well, lots can go wrong. You definitely want to hire a consultant who's experienced in construction, who's financially incented to reduce the cost of the project. If your contractor is educating you, they have a financial interest in increasing the total cost of the project, and they're going to rip you off. Quotes very, very widely. And I recently had a quote for tile work that was four times higher than it should have been. I naturally didn't take it. I got it done the right way. And number three, finding comps is relatively easy. You want to hire a broker who can give you access to the data. That's the easy part. So as you think about that, thank you, Evan, for a great question. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.